Great chiropractors and physical therapists are under constant pressure of declining insurance reimbursements and long hours. But did you know there's a way to double your profit without working more? By building a gym onto your practice, you can earn more income, stabilize your business, and be a hero to your family, patients, and team. It's a big undertaking with a huge reward. Dr. Josh Satterley has done it, changed his life, and now wants to help you do the same. Welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. Welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. I am your host, Dr. Josh Satterley. And here at Clinic Gym Radio, we believe that you should maximize your license by adding a gym to your current clinic. And lucky for all of you listening today, I have an amazing guest on, Dr. Bobby Maybe. How are you, Bobby? Fantastic. How are you doing? Hey, I'm great. But now that you're on the other end of this line, then I'm like twice as good as great. I don't know what that is. Excellent, fantastic, stupendous, but we're, we're cooking here. Too much pressure on my shoulders. Oh, you're a strong man, though. I know you can carry it. So you can be like Atlas in this, uh, in this interview. You know, the, wor- the weight of the world is on your shoulders. So, Bobby, can you give everybody a little bit of info? Where are you calling in from? Who are you? What, what the heck? Uh, why should people listen to you? That kind of in- insight? I am uh, hailing from San Luis Obispo, California, but fighting out of Portland, Oregon. Um, I, uh, I moved up here about four years ago, specifically no, three years ago, because of this gym hybrid idea. Uh, back in my hometown, San Luis Obispo, where I practiced for about eight, nine years, um, I had started a very, very small hybrid type of thing because we didn't have much space. I was working in an interdisciplinary clinic. My partner and friend was an MD, an internal medicine specialist, and we really only had one room off to the side. And once that thing started firing off and I started learning more and more about this hybrid model of care, I needed more and more space. But, uh, you know, uh, sometimes physicians aren't ready to uh, jump at expanding when things are working well for them (laughs) and finding the real estate, uh, the commercial property and things like that in that small community uh, and upscale small community where real estate's uh, at a premium, it was hard, harder and harder to do. So uh, I set my sights on Portland, Oregon, came back up here, been paying my dues for a couple of years, meeting people, networking, uh, getting patients to trust me and get under my wing. And uh, we are about to ready to launch this stuff pretty soon. That's awesome. I'm super excited for you. And so I've been you know, a student of this game and I've been a student of what you've been doing. I mean, I've been, I've been studying this stuff for years now. I'm ready to go. Well, in, in some sense here, Bobby, you made me in this town. You know, a lot, I know a lot of people who are listening to this found me through the, uh, the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance, which is a group you started. Can you give everybody an idea of, of that group and, and why you started it? That group, 4,500 uh, doctors and students strong. Woo! You can find us on Facebook, Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. That group was reactionary in the beginning. Uh, me and a group of my friends were just tired of... Uh, social media, chiropractic in general. Uh, There's a lot of sort of like argumentation on what version of chiropractic is the best version. And uh, if you're not practicing someone's version, they're going to shout you down. And uh, you couldn't really talk about evidence or even things like rehabilitation or or definitely you couldn't talk about fitness in chiropractic because that's just not chiropractic, you know? Right. We believe in healthy patients who move well, but but right. not at the expense of exercise. Let's be honest here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I just created, and now it's a derogatory term, but I created a safe space. It was a place where we could talk about uh, subjects like that without um, 
you know, for lack of better words, some sort of straight chiropractor, the power that made the body heal the body guy come in and say, uh, we're doing it all wrong and, and, and mess the argument, mess the conversations up with vaccine conversations and chemtrail conversations. So, um, uh, a lot of people have uh, uh, what would you use the word? They've 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 accepted that they want that, um, like the the fan base or whatever you want to call it, the followers, the group members in that FTCA group are they're rabid. <laughs> they've been dying for somebody to step forward and say there's a better way to practice and there's a better way to do this for our patients. And uh, now we're starting to see a groundswell, not just with the FTCA, but there's other Facebook groups that are. Uh, 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 close cousins of ours that have also propped up based around research only or reading um, technical chiropractic or rehab based books specifically. Um, You know, there's uh, there are now the ACA has jumped way forward in the game and started to put their foot down saying, this is the, this is the chiropractic of the future. And, um, and then it's all starting to, all these little pieces are starting to show up. There's little, little leaders that are like, Josh, you're showing up as a leader of the hybrid model. And then there's other leaders that are showing up as ethical marketing uh, and ethical ways to approach business management. Uh, those leaders are showing up. And the, the, the sort of like thought leaders of how we do this and how we put it all together that make common sense, they're starting to show up. And what we got is we're building the steam and the snowball's finally starting to go downhill. And eventually we're going to create this thing that is the future of chiropractic. And I do strongly believe that the hybrid model is a, is a huge cornerstone piece of that that can help a lot of young chiropractors um, not just have great outcomes and create huge impact in their communities, but also uh, make a lot of freaking money, you know? Yeah. I mean, when you have uh, some recurring monthly revenue that Jim provides uh, and you know that next month you have 20 grand coming in the door, 50 grand coming in the door, however much you have coming in the door for memberships, you can make some very confident, very calm, calculated decisions on where you want your practice to grow and go. Uh, whereas if you're, it's all eat what you kill, you know, every, every month is a reset button. And I hated that. That's why I developed yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hybrid model. I don't so. think the young chiropractors necessarily understand that, that idea. I think quite honestly, and if anybody does teach business at a chiropractic college and they're listening to this, I don't want them to take offense because I think they're working with the best information they have. But sometimes that information is like 10 years behind the curve. I think they get really, really bad business education in chiropractic college. Um, here's, here's a thing. Like, most of the young chiropractors out there are just, you know, quite honestly, they're just hoping they can make a buck to get their nut, to cover their student loans and cover their expenses, make a little money on the side, make sure that their iPhone bills covered like they're, and then, and then a little bit of extra money after that to show everyone they're a baller, you know, Mm -hmm. but but that's just a job. And then when they think about buying a practice, they're thinking about like, how much does the practice make? And they're still just buying a job but none of them are ever thinking on such a grand scale. Like they don't understand that. Um, oh, what am I getting at here? That you, you can't like there, there's a bigger skin in the game than just having a job and, and right. you can't go to a bank. Like the, the way you win at the end of end of your career is to be able to go to a bank and trade whatever equity you've built in your career and your life for a bigger thing, like say a commercial building or an apartment complex, or 
more houses or you want to refinance the equipment in your practice or you want to you want to expand your practice into a bigger building like say a building that could fit a gym in it but all you've ever had this whole time was a job and you go to the bank and you say well as a job i've made this much money the, the bank doesn't want to talk to you like there's no equity there so there's never talk about building equity in, in their practices and one of the things that a bank would ask is like well where is this money coming from and you go, well, you know, over the last couple of years, I've done this much, but it's not like a gym where you have people on contract and in that contract, you can say these people are committed for this many uh, months or this, this year to pay this amount of money. So we know at a, at, a, at a known set monthly rate, by the way, not just whatever I feel like it's yeah. truly a contract. Yeah. And then you can also discuss with the bank, you know, we've established in the fitness industry that uh, uh, a good gym, a high quality gym, you're only going to lose about 40% of those people per year. And we've, we've managed this marketing so that we can re-attract 40% of people each year or more so that we can grow. You know, a crappy gym is going to lose half their people or more every year. And, and there's, there's numbers, there's set numbers. It's what fascinated me so much about this fitness concept is that the business is so well understood that it's not rocket science. People have already laid out all this stuff for you. You know, if you have this much space, this is how many members you can have. This is how many people you can fit per class. Uh, you can literally charge whatever you want based on how you think you're worth. And you know you're going to lose this many people per year no matter what, more or less. And you're going to gain. You have, so then you have to play the game of gaining that many people. And uh, it's very well thought out. It's not as um, uh, sort of mysterious sometimes as chiropractic is. Like a lot of times chiropractors <laughs> don't know. They don't know where the new patients are coming from or where the next set of new patients are coming from or where the old patients went and why they're not coming back and how do sure. you get back. And, and it's just like, it's not even like sand in your hands. It's like a, a freaking mud clog fight because you don't know what's going where and what's coming back and what's, how, to, how to hold on to all of it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the other, the other great part about the gym is um, uh, you can, how, how would I say this? The, the, you can... Uh, create profit out of language. <laughs> we, we do transformations and it costs 50% more. Oh, okay. I, I think I want a transformation. We create a uh, functional training. And so it's worth this or community. It's like, you know, you, now you have to create those things, but you can just announce that you're doing something like hot yoga said, Hey, we're going to take something, you know, yoga, right. And we're gonna make it hot. Okay. You know what heat is, right? Yeah, I know. And then we're going to combine them, but you're going to pay 50% more at the end of the day. And it's like, Okay, that, that sounds really hard and it sounds really different. And uh, here's some money. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this yeah. is fantastic. Um, there, there's a, uh, a chiropractic speaker, author, guru guy, and he wrote a book. He writes these books. Um, I, I'm not going to drop his name, but uh, one of the parts of one of his books, he discusses this concept called a uh, sort of like a, it's almost like an avatar. Uh -huh. so, so one of the things you want to do as you're learning how to market yourself as a doctor or a chiropractor, or whatever is you invent this avatar, this name. So you don't just go around town saying, Hey, I'm the new chiropractor in town because a either everyone's already known what a chiropractor is. So they already know what to expect from you or B they're already not, or they're not interested anyways, or C they already have one. But you would say like, I am a chiropractor who specializes in functional foundations, you know, just to make a word up. And people go, well, what are functional foundations? There's no such thing as functional foundations out there. But now you own a completely unique niche that you can define whatever way you like. 
well, we, we focus on the foundations of functional health and fitness in our practice, blah, 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 blah. Right. And, it's, and you can do that with fitness so much easier than you can with chiropractic or, or general healthcare, but, uh, mm-hmm. but you can do it with healthcare too. But yeah. the, gym, the gym allows you to be way more creative. Especially in the chiropractic model, it's a lot harder if you're taking insurance because what yeah. people perceive and what you have to tell the insurance company has to fit into this little box. Whereas gyms, right. hey, there's no expectation. But you know, the bigger part is, and I know Bob, you're a big fan of this, uh, is that it this model allows chiropractors to become business owners and. Yeah. Earlier when you're talking about you can have a job, yeah, you can hire chiropractors. And a lot of people I talk to are like, oh yeah, you know, five years from now, I, don't wanna, I just want to be seeing people three days a week and only the people that I like. All right, great. How are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to uh, hire an associate. Fantastic. And then what? Well, he's going to do this. And it's like, okay, you got to train that person. You got to find a market for that person. You got to, you know, bring in enough patients for that person. Whereas this gym, we are taking a known commodity, which is, the number of people coming in already. And we're just trying to convert 10 to 15% of them into gym members. So you don't have to double down on how many patients come through the door. In fact, we're just trying to do provide better care long-term for the patients that do come in. And it allows you to step back because I love the fact that if I said in a clinic, I, it drives me nuts when people are like, you know, these consultants come in and say, well, Bobby, you're seeing a hundred people a week and you're making, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, it's easy. If you want to make more, we're just going to double your patients. It's right. like, well, okay, genius. Is that, right. <laughs> that must've taken a lot of thought on that one, you know? Whereas. In the, yeah. In the cheeseburger model, it's like, okay, so you, you McDonald's or whatever you sold half a million, half, half a million cheeseburgers this month. I got a plan for how you can sell a half a million more just sell more, right? Yeah. <laughs> or in the, in the fitness model or this hybrid model, it's more like, instead of selling more burgers, how about you just supersize it? Right. And ooh, those fries, not everybody's going to order fries, but we can get 10 to 15% of them. Man, are we going to make a lot of money? Yeah. And you, you don't have to expand. Well, I mean, you have to get started with some sort of space, but you don't have to grow your space out. You're not working extra hours to produce those extra fries or burgers or whatever. Right. Supersizing your, you're maximizing your space and max, like what you like to say, you're maximizing your license because yeah. you're still doing all the things you can do and should do, but you're just using everything you got to the, to the fullest that you can. Yeah. I, I love it. I think it's, is one of my private clients said the other day, it's like Reese's peanut butter cups, baby. <laughs> They're yeah. better together than they are apart. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, Hey, um, I love the fact that you're a huge fan of the uh, hybrid model, but I want to ask you a couple questions about the early days of the FTCA Facebook group, because uh-huh. I'd love to hear, uh, you know, early on you started with you and two friends and the group had three members and uh, it was a great idea. But when did you kind of get the sense that things are a change and when the tide was really turning that you'd end up with, would you say 4,500 uh, chiropractors and students? Yeah. Um, That's awesome. There started... Well, I wasn't everybody's friend in the beginning. What? <laughs> I, I can, anybody listening to this that's ever met or seen you interact online. And I'm this, probably still not everybody's friend. You should have told them to sit down first before you came across with something crazy like that. But I, uh, I think somebody had to draw a very sharp line in the sand and say, we're doing it this way, whether you like it or not, to allow other people to have the freedom to say, I do agree with that, instead of, you know, chiropractic sort of shaped like a dumbbell and there's a whole bunch of people on one side and a whole bunch of people on the other side, but there's this massive silent majority in the middle that no one can see. 
they can't really get a, a good grip on it. And um, th- those people in the, in the middle are now starting to understand that this is the right, the right way to practice, the right way to think about practicing or, or being patient-centered and evidence-based. And now they can come to it. Um, and I, I sort of wore the weight of the world in this little section of, of these social media world on my shoulders and say, I'll be the bad guy. And once I was the bad guy, other people started stepping up. Um, in the beginning, we were more of a, I guess you could call like a watchdog group. So in the beginning, there were a lot of people who would, would uh, call out or make example of the, the most egregious offenders of uh, the straight chiropractic world who are just basically making stuff up and wanting to patients about the powers of chiropractic and in order to promote themselves or their product or their practice. I, I always love when those people come up with a new term. And even when you break down the term, you can't even get to a root word that you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're like, wow, you, you know, you really piled it on thick on this one to the point well, where I... The concept, right? So, so the, it's just the same concept I just mentioned a couple minutes ago. Like you, we all do more or less the same stuff. We use our hands and education and movement and manual therapy to make somebody better. But then you start throwing on all the acronyms afterwards of, of how you do it, whether it's DNS, SFMA, ART, LMNOPQRST. I mean, we all have that. And whether you're a straight chiropractor who doesn't do any fitness at all and like only adjusts one part of the spine and says that will cure Ebola for you. The lights are on. You know, the lights are back on, power's yeah. on. You know, <laughs> those people are still doing the same things that we are, just different. Mm-hmm. And that business idea that you just rebrand it so that you have this uniqueness, that's what they're doing as well. There's ways to do uh, that sort of approach ethically, and then there's ways to do it unethically. And what I find is, you know, the, the, the classic thing with chiropractic is this uh, vertebral subluxation, which when you, when you break that down and parse it down fr- from um, ethical terms and philosophical terms and all that, it's nonsense. It doesn't exist because you can't define it. But you can't define what a subluxation is because everybody has made up their own definition. And that's what they did along the way to sort of create this rebranding or to be unique, uh, to find their own unique approach to attracting patients and and attracting consulting clients to to what they do is they rebranded it or redefined it in a way that made it somehow attractive again. And then that's what you see over and over again in this business is people redefine things to make them reattractive and they just rehash and recycle the old crap over and over again and just slap a new name on it. Um, if you are going to brand yourself as unique and different, we can take our functional foundations, functional foundations model again. You're still going to do probably all the same things. Like if I created a functional foundations practice, it's probably still going to have SFMA and soft tissue therapy and the fitness model and outcome measures and assessments and orthopedic testing. I'm just calling it something different just so I can get the conversation going. Um, the difference I think is more in, am I, am I talking about bull crap or am I actually talking about something that's truly effective and I'm just trying to make it exciting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, all, that's all a judgment call. I don't like what they do. Sorry. <laughs> I don't, I don't like what the straight chiropractic profession has to offer. Um, in, in their approach to selling the model to people. And, and that's just my personal preference. I think that those folks are fine people. I don't think they're enemies of the, if they're ethical and they're not stealing from people, I don't think they're enemies of the human race. Uh, I just don't like what they do. 
Right. And, yeah. And my my com- best friend in, in chiropractic college that, you know, we studied the same material every, every night next to each other. Uh, he's super straight and he's done very well for himself. And it's like, we went to the same school at the same time with the same instructors in the same curriculum. Yet we ended up with this philosophical difference, but I know he's, he's a solid guy. He just does something that I don't really believe works. I mean, he's a nuka provider. I'm like, how do you do that? I'm like, I, I just don't get it. But it, it, it connects dots in his mind somehow. So, And the people, the patients aren't, they're probably not worse off. I mean, I think we can get um, very prideful in our, our approaches. And, and mm-hmm. those folks, like, you know, if you want to use nuka for an example or any other letter, once you start using your letter technique, you start to get very prideful in that technique. And that's what we started to notice in the FTCA. So now you get like a thousand people, 2000 people, 3000 people in the group. And all of a sudden the, the SFMA people are fighting with the McKinsey people who are fighting with the functional medicine people. And then you bring in the, um, those uh, structural correction and functional medicine people and they're fighting and everyone's like, all right, you guys are all of the same ilk and you're still fighting with each other. <laughs> so yeah. what we did in the FTCA was we, those conversations are just kind of put to the side. You got to understand that we're all the same, but all just a little bit different, but the drawing, the, the where we draw the line is in ethics and how we uh, communicate with the public. And no, rest assured that Bobby's uh, size 13 boot will be there to, uh, encourage your way out of the group if you don't respect those uh those parameters right yeah in the beginning i didn't draw a hard line and it was a mess and now we just draw a very very hard line on what's acceptable and what's not i think in in the group i would welcome um straighter chiropractors if they could communicate in a in a a straightforward manner that you know why they do what they do what their thought process is behind it that would be fascinating to hear and understand uh it doesn't ever work out that way because you know they just tend to be the type of people that want to impose their style or their will on everybody. And that's, that, that's, that get, that rubs me the wrong way because I truly think if you're going to be a healthcare provider, it's patients before doctor first, it's patients before profession. And I don't see in any way that the, the straighter chiropractors are, are light. I mean, they might say that they are patient first and they care about, and I'm sure they care about their patients most of the time, but they're always sort of in the back of their mind, putting the chiropractic profession before the person. There's all that, that draw, like that sacred trust, right? Like, are you going to say the things that you're supposed to say because you have to say them because you're a chiropractor versus are you going to say the things that you're supposed to say that you have to say because it's for the good of the patient in front of you. And I think that is a, philosophical, ethical quandary that they just cannot resolve. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist working long hours, worrying about lower repayments and missing out on quality time with your family? You can double your income without working more hours by adding a gym to your practice. Clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions has a step-by-step guide that dramatically simplifies and speeds up the addition of a fitness center and its monthly recurring revenue. In just six months, you can be on your way to freedom. Visit clinicgymhybrid.com today for a free downloadable PDF and complimentary consultation to get you started. That's clinicgymhybrid.com. There's a marketing lesson in, in the choice of how you want to move forward with chiropractic. 
no matter how you do that, whether it's NUCA or DNS or SFMA, the response when asked, why do people see you? I had to interview a bunch of people and why, why do people see you? The number one answer is, well, we actually get people better. <laughs> you have to realize that that is a perception that you live with in an N equals one world. Yes. You have to realize that because whatever you're doing is the way you believe it should work. And therefore you are, what is that called? A, um, you are getting false, false positives because it's the only way you're doing it. Nobody walks out of your office, moves over one door and goes, well, let's try Nuka for this exact same complaint condition with the same patient on the same day at the same time. It doesn't work that way. You care. And that's most of what makes the person better. And, you know, and then you have tools to accelerate that. But I always love when people, well, I actually get people better. What do you think they're saying? What do you think the straights are saying? I had a, I had a, a friend in my Masonic Lodge uh, many years ago, and he's an orthopedic surgeon. And uh, he, I, I remember we were marketing our laser. We had a class four laser. And he saw something about class four laser and he was like, ah, laser, what does that do? You know? And he was just making fun of it because he had no idea what it does or what it could do. And uh, we started talking. I go, do you know where your patients go when they're not seeing you? He goes, I assume if they're not seeing me, they must be better. I go, well, actually most of them end up in my office. And that like blew his mind. It's like, I have tons of patients in my office that say they saw you first and you didn't do anything for them. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. You know, and it's just like, we're all doing that. My, uh, one of my mentors, he's everybody's mentor to some degree, is uh, Professor Stuart McGill. And Stu told me one time in an email, he said, Bobby, it's not what you did for the patient or what you do for them in that moment. It's, did you make a difference in their life? Did you do something for them that has impact 10 years down the road? And a lot of times, if you think about what you're doing inside your office, you're really just putting a Band-Aid over what's going on right then and there. But you might be using language or to, to sell that moment, you might be using language that's detrimental to them 10 years down the road. Like those folks that use uh, this concept of an X-ray as the ROF, pointing out the degeneration on the X-ray and saying that's why you hurt your low, in your low back. You patch them up, they get feeling better. 10 years down the road, they're walking around telling everybody they have a bad back, that they've got arthritis. You know, not knowing that everyone else walking around with them has it as well. So, so my biggest philosophy that I've adopted over these last couple of years is when I do something with somebody, I want it to be something that's lasting. Even if I don't ever see them again, I want them to, uh, to have something with them that they can keep for the rest of their life that involves health that's not uh, detrimental. Now, the fitness part, of course, I truly believe is going to be the biggest piece of that because they can hold on to that and they can use it and they can have it for a long time, long, long after they've uh, been in, in a room with me. Yeah. It's, you get more intervention chances as well, you know, and, and you a, design yeah. the and product. A, capture, capture some revenue too, which is not bad either. No, it's, it's great, but you get, you know, essentially a, a treatment plan that's three times a week for as long as they're alive and in your town. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you entertain them and do a good job. What most yeah. people understand about the fitness business is it's entertainment. It's not rehab. You're in the entertainment mm -hmm. business as soon as you start opening a gym and having members. So just like you're, you're running a bar or anything like that, you've got to make sure that your, your floor space is sweet, that your equipment's up to date, that you've got nice lighting, the music's right, it sounds good, the environment's good. It's a different kind of business. If you go in there thinking like a doctor or a rehab specialist, I think you're going to have a hard time 
not yeah. a bad time. It's not going to be a bad time, but you got to remember that these people are looking to be entertained. They want to, they want that moment to be the best day of their day every day they go in there. Oh yeah. I think, you know, I will tell you that there's a ton of marketing, internal marketing that goes on when your patient, you know, you get a new patient in they're they're hurting pretty bad. They come out of the room and I'm, I'm a big fan of your treatment rooms facing the gym, but if they come out of that room and the first thing they see is somebody, you know, moving a heavy weight with a big old smile on their face and they're happy and high five and everybody, their perception internally is, whoa, this is different. This isn't the normal doctor's office. It feels like you walk out into a freaking, you know, a funeral home where it's quiet and somber and uh, Coast 103 soft jazz, not even hard jazz, just soft jazz is playing <laughs> on the radio because we don't want to upset you too much. And it's like, no, man, this place is rocking. And you know what? Yeah. Obviously, some, there's a different level of expectation here going on. That is perfect internal marketing because it tells your patient too, I'm not going to be hurting forever, you know? Whereas if you, if you ever, I don't know if you've ever had a relative in chemotherapy, but man, you, you have, I, my, unfortunately my father passed away from brain cancer and, uh, and you go to a couple chemotherapy things and you walk out to a room full of people that are on their way to death and it, it does not convince you that you're going to get better. It, it, you know, you have to consciously try to convince yourself that everything is going to be all right because everybody there doesn't look like it's going to be all right, you know, whereas the gym is the complete, complete opposite of that. And it, it, it sends the right message. It sends the message. I, I certainly want to send to my patients, which is, I know you're jacked up now, but you know, the research and our experience says this too shall pass. That's right. Yes. So but, and you got to bridge those gaps. So well, my, you know, there, there's nothing better or worse than, <laughs> than this one doctor that everyone has seen at some point, Dr. My last. Because Dr. My Last either was the greatest chiropractor on the planet or did the most damage to that patient before you saw them. Because Dr. My Last told them that they have a bad back, that they should never lift something, that they should avoid bending forward at all times. Don't ever squat down because it's bad for your knees. Yes. Or My Last did some magical thing that you'll never be able to reproduce. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he pushed me right here and I never heard again in my whole life. Well, then what are you doing here? Um, so you're going to have to bridge those, those ideas and you're not going to be able to bridge it. If you open up a hybrid gym facility, you got the lights going, the people are pumping, they're smiling, the trainers thanking everybody and everyone's being high fived and hellowed and smiled. And then on the door, it says chiropractic. Cause you're either, yeah. you got to like rebrand that somehow you've got to be creative. And this really, this model should, if anyone is a creative type, this model should really stoke they're fire on the inside. Yeah. Well, that, that's a good point, by the way, Bobby. Let's get into this a little bit because I know you are like my, my blood brother in this thing. There are so many chiropractors out there playing small, especially in this rehab functional uh, FMS, SFMA, you know, forward thinking, whatever you want to label it as. Uh-huh. But there are so many people that are so scared to break out and make their practice their own. Like make it what you want, not just what you think everybody has to fall into. Yep to be completely obscene and just be like, this is my thing that I do. And if you don't like this thing that I do the way I do it, I'll find you a different chiropractor, but this is how we do it here. You got to have the chut spa to be like, this is my model. And it could be, you know, and, and some people step out and they make it a cash only thing. Like that takes a lot of guts. Um, you know, just stepping further and further out of your comfort zone, just a little bit, so that when you are practicing, you're doing what you believe in and you're happy and 
hopefully you've put a business model behind it that you can actually get paid. The people are out there. There's plenty of people out there that need what, uh, what you have. You just have to understand what you're going for and then go and know how to get them instead of trying to play small and hope everybody comes in to see you uh, appealing to a wide audience. Yeah, there, we, we can assure you, and I'm sure Bobby will back me up, but there are, there are plenty. The market is saturated with plain old uh, standard family practice chiropractic offices. I don't think we need another one of those opening up anytime soon if you're a student. And if you're somebody thinking, should I break out and make it my own or should I keep it the way it is? There are plenty of everybody seeing everybody and anybody that walks through the door. The, yeah, the, the market is satisfied. In, a, in maybe in a smaller town, you kind of got to play you got to play to as many different angles as you can for a while until you've really carved out a niche in a big town. Uh, you could jump out and be an individual right away. Yeah. I have a friend who uh, practices up in Montana and I, you know, I said, who do you work with? And he says, I work with mostly rodeo athletes. And uh, he's been telling me that for about five or six years, amazing guy. And uh, the, the general rule with rodeo athletes is as soon as they ask for help, that's a red flag. You know, like <laughs> yeah. they'll have rebar coming out of their leg and like, Hey, you have a bandaid. But anyways, true. the other day I was talking to him. I said, I said, you still, you know, most of your practice, uh, rodeo athletes. He goes, yep. And they're hot girlfriends and wives. It's like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so that's a subspecialty then, you know? So, um, uh, but I think that that's, you get those, uh, additional, you know, if you work with golfers, you tend to work with golfers, wives and, and husbands a lot. Or if you work with yeah. tennis players, you tend to work with, uh, their kids a lot. You know, this is just how it works. Because village. You, go ahead. Say that again. It takes a village. There, there you go. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Bobby, I could go on and on, uh, with you forever, but let's talk about the future because it is the forward thinking, not the current thinking chiropractic Alliance. Right. right. So forward, as we move forward, what is in the future? I, I'm, I'm kind of leading you down this path and I want you to talk about Kansas city, but what's going in the future. So, so as FTCA has grown, uh, people have started to ask, well, why don't we do some stuff <laughs> in air quotes? Why don't we do stuff? Like so, those other guys do, I, you know. Right. So the stuff that we're doing, the first thing we've, we've launched is an annual convention. So we're going to have uh, Forward, the annual convention of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. The first one ever is going to be June 1st through 3rd at Cleveland Chiropractic College, Kansas City. People always say, why Cleveland Chiropractic College in Kansas City? Open up a map of the continental United States. It's like right in the middle. You can get there. It's there you go. You can get on an airplane. If we got to pick you up from the airport, let me know. And, um, and oh, by the way, Cleveland for a long time was a more straight chiropractic college, and they are uh, they are progressing as yeah. as fast and as Everybody. best they can. Well, and we wanted to support that and and stabilize that by saying, hey, we'll we'll host here if you're truly if you're truly uh, pr- preaching what you practice. The whole. This whole world is progressing, whether people want it or not, kicking and screaming into the future. There are like two or three campuses that might not ever progress, and they might disappear in the process. But everybody else is progressing. If you look at, go back five years and look at the Parker Seminar speaker schedule and the content that they are bringing to the Parker Seminars in Las Vegas, the annual Parker event. Look at the event this year. I'm going this year. It's amazing. It's like it, the majority of it is about rehab, fitness, uh, evidence-based approaches. Before, you'd have like one guy off in a side broom closet with three people 
in there and they wouldn't even supply the, the conference room with water or bagels. That was like the extra credit for the weirdos that like <laughs> rehab and science, you know? Well, it'd be like a UFC weigh-in where water, a cup of water always gets thrown, right? You know, and everyone else is doing the whole tent revival thing in the, in the main room. Um, we, are ha- we have so many speakers, I can't even rattle them all off. If you go to Forward Thinking Cairo, uh, yeah, yeah, forwardthinkingcairo.com, you will see uh, all the speakers. Josh, you are there. Uh, you're working with Jason Holm on what? What's your topic? We're doing rehab on Sunday and on, mm-hmm. on Friday, the short one, I'm talking a little bit about this model, I believe. Yeah, Friday is going to be super fun. So Friday, I created something that no one's done before, I don't think. So Friday, we call it an expo. It's a progressive practice expo. So like I talked about before on this podcast, one of the problems I saw with running the FTCA group where there were all these different people who did all these different things, you know, with all the different acronyms and there's no way to really tell people or to expose the public to all these different ways to be a progressive chiropractor. So on Friday, we're doing this progressive practice expo. It's going to be like a Ted talk. Uh, If you buy a ticket to forward KC, you're eligible to speak at that event on Friday uh, you know, if, if we can approve the topic and we have enough time to fit everybody in, we'll go from 2 p.m. until they kick us out of the building. But uh, people are going to present on, um, uh, we've got you guys with rehab. We're going to be talking about marketing. We're going to talk about patient education. I have, uh, hopefully he confirms, uh, I've, I, I got to confirm with him, but we've got a representative from the ACA Diversity Council to talk about diversity in the profession. Um, Dry needling, I think, is one of them. I mean, there's all these different topics that people, uh, all these different ways to celebrate what we do and do so well. There's just so much variety that I wanted to showcase it on one night. And then the next day is our classic. We're going to have speakers. We're going to have Dr. Leonard Fay uh, come in, and he's going to drop a bomb on the, uh, the, uh, the methods or what we think we're doing when we do what we do from a scientific perspective. And we have Greg Rose confirmed as our keynote speaker. Uh, is he a co-founder, Titleist Performance Institute? Correct, yeah, co-founder. Invented that damn SFMA. <laughs> one, of the, one of the five contru- uh, developers, founders, yeah. But Greg, if you're listening to this podcast, you got to call me back, man, so I can write you a check. <laughs> and like buy you an airplane ticket and make sure you get there. There you go. Um, and uh, so Greg Rose will be our keynote speaker. That's pretty exciting. There's going to be a lot of rehab. There's going to be a lot of talk about uh, ethical marketing practices, marketing to medical doctors, uh, creating a corporate chiropractic environment so you can uh, market your services to corporations and be maybe just the chiropractor that quote unquote Google or Apple uses for their healthcare needs. Um, it's just tons and tons and tons of stuff. Uh, Greg Friedman. I love Greg Friedman. He is the documenting, documentation master, and he's going to make documentation actually an interesting topic to discuss and learn. Uh, he's basically a stand-up comedian with a DC degree. So Right, but he's kind of a Conan the documentarian, right? Like Conan the documentation <laughs> barbarian. Yeah. And, he, doesn't uh, put up with, uh, he doesn't put up with much there. So we're going to try to pack a big punch into one weekend so that people know that this is an event they want to do. Other than that, the FTCA is planning a whole bunch of other things. Um, uh, we, ha- we are in the works of launching uh, 
student clubs throughout all the campuses that are uh, forward thinking in general um, so that we can reach out to students and let them know what this type of practice is all about. Since listening to this, um, you know, if we can ever help out and speak to your club, or even if it's Skype virtually or Zoom, I certainly want to get this message down to the the schools. So if you are like, hey, I'd love to hear this in my school and we can't all make it to uh, Kansas City, certainly reach out to to myself and Bobby if you're willing. Like, you know, we're always willing to help out the those that are coming after us to, to set the profession up for greater success in the future. Yeah. And if you, um, here's something I've, I've been thinking, but I haven't, I haven't launched it yet. So I'm still trying to work out some of the technical details, but what I want to do for the forward convention is there's technology now that we can Facebook live or live broadcast from the event. So Josh, when you do your expo, the people on that expo day, we might have that whole event broadcasted to some degree live. Yeah. Of awesome. course, uh, uh, we're probably going to put that on the website as a pay to play deal, but nominally, you know, to pay for the technology and, and all that stuff. So uh, I would advise people, if you're not a member of the uh, webpage, the forward thinking, forward thinking Cairo.com, there's a membership thing. It's 10 bucks for students. It's like 25 for new grads and 50 for you docs. Um, we're throwing a whole bunch of value in the, in that, that page. So join up. There you go. Well, listen, Bobby, this has been a slice of heaven. I appreciate everything you're doing for the profession and everything you will do for the profession. Um, you know, you do have the weight of the world on you. I expect I you to single-handedly just, just change the profession and its perception to the public. We, it's not me, it's us, but someone's got to like make a stink. Someone's got to be the snotty little brat that gets everybody looking our direction. There you go. And, and rally, you know, that common enemy, it's, uh, you're, you're the coach in a miracle, right? Yeah. Is that Kurt Russell where he's like, I wanted all of them to hate me? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Two things are going to happen. Either one, you guys are all going to, all the leaders are going to show up. The cream will rise to the top and I'll become unnecessary, which would be awesome. Or B, I'm just going to get old and tired and you won't, I'll be too tired. And we'll, we will all quit along the way. So, <laughs> or we'll all get uh, ridiculously rich on Kino and then retire. There you go. Well, listen, if you're somebody listening to this and you're like, hey, I, I don't have any quit in me, post up a, a comment on the, fun, the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. Find, that, find us on Facebook, add yourself, and then just post up there, hey, I don't have quit in me. And that's how we'll know you listen to this podcast yeah. you and that you're driving fire. the profession forward. A fire in your fucking belly, man. Yeah. Let's do that. I was wondering how many minutes we'd go before you dropped an F-bomb, but you're good to know. in your house, man. I'm in your house, but God shit fuck man you guys got to get excited about life you got to do this or get the hell out of the way that's right make it your own and do whatever it takes to do that if you need help call us but shit dude live it up maximize that license mad as hell. yes i'm as mad as hell and i'm not gonna take it anymore you guys gotta right. do it yeah all right well with that impassioned emblazoned uh ending and high note to this it's a crescendo of a, of a, of a symphony performance here yelling into this laptop for christ's sakes get busy people let's do yes this. Yes, you hear your fearless leader, Bobby Maybe from the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. Join him and me out at the Forward Conference in Kansas City, June 1st through 3rd. And other than that, go out there, maximize your God-blessed license. You worked your ass off for that thing. Get some money for it. Yeah, buddy. And on behalf of Clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions, this is Dr. Josh Satterley. I don't think there's anything else left to say, Bobby. 
Thanks for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're ready to double your profit without working longer hours, please visit clinicgymhybrid.com and find out how easy it is to get started on your path to freedom. That's clinicgymhybrid.com.